The physical changes are secondary. It's the mental transformation that gets people hooked on health and fitness. Welcome to the Mental Reps Podcast, where you've come to grow your mind in order to transform your body. I'm your host, Deanna. Let's dive right in. Hello, my mental reppers. Welcome back to the MRP, the Mental Reps Podcast. I'm so excited to have you here. And for those of you who are new, my name is Deanna. I am the host of this podcast, and we are here to talk through all things health, fitness, mindset, personal development, really just diving deep onto so many different topics that are very near and dear to my heart that I have gone through, been through, dealt with, solved, not solved. I mean, giving you really just my inner perspective on a lot of different topics that you guys will probably hear about uh, through social media and just different platforms that, in my opinion, like to sugarcoat shit. And me personally, I'm not going to sugarcoat anything. There's no point to it. I honestly think it's doing everyone a disservice for you to not know the full truth, the ins and outs. And I like to think that my brain really does do a, a nice job of just getting down to the nitty gritty. And that is exactly what this platform is for. So super excited to dive into today's episode. We are going to be doing a little bit of an inner look into me and what has been going on. I really wanted to kind of just uh, check in with you guys about, you know, where I'm currently at in, you know, my own health and fitness journey. I'm on here talking about different topics and of course, giving my opinion for workouts and nutrition and how to handle and deal with certain aspects. But as I mentioned previously, everything that I talk about stems at least in part from something that I have been through or learned um, or learned because I've been through. And a big piece of my future in regards to how I talk through health and fitness and how I coach my clients, I can guarantee is going to stem from what I'm currently going through now. So I wanted to just kind of dive a little deeper into my own fitness journey and what's been going on. Um, because just like anyone else, I certainly go through different phases, highs and lows, ups and downs, and truly do think, or at least try to remind myself that every single one of them um, serves a specific purpose. So just like the shit that I'm going through now, um, it will eventually in the near future, hopefully, uh, prove to be beneficial and prove to be a solid lesson learned for me. And also, like I said, giving kind of that information to all of you and my clients, my friends, my family, just perspective, perspective, perspective. And that's, this is a total tangent, but hello. Hi, welcome to the show. This is just an inner look into my brain. Um, but all of the, the things that we go through, I almost argue, for having to go through hard shit more often. Like I think a lot of people try to avoid obstacles, avoid setbacks, avoid challenges or tough situations. But I mean, not that I, I wish them upon anyone, but personally in my life, I love them afterwards, but I love them because it helps me grow and build and become stronger and develop a mindset that helps me through the easy days because without going through hard shit, without having issues pop up or challenges or obstacles or problems, you don't know or learn how to develop the skills in order to surpass them. And you don't develop and learn the lessons needed to you know grow in your life beyond just what you're facing now because there's always another obstacle. There's always another hurdle. And without learning the skills you needed to to get to where you are, you're not going to learn the skills needed to get to where you want to be. So I just wanted to really kind of be a little bit vulnerable with you guys and share and showcase really a bit of where I am at um, and what I've been dealing with for the past, honestly, 
couple of months now um, because it has not been good. It has not been cute. It has not been fun. It's been a pain in the ass. And I think it's worth noting. Um, and I share a little bit of it on Instagram, social media, just in general. I definitely kind of at least do my best to try and, and make sure everyone knows it's not all sunshine and rainbows, but truly there's only so much that you can talk through on an Instagram story before people are like, okay, yeah, totes, keep it moving, right? Nobody wants to tap through 65 hours on an individual's Instagram story. So that is what this platform is for. If you are here, you want to hear it. You want to listen, you want to learn. Um, and I can go a little bit deeper without boring, you know, all of my followers on Instagram who don't want to hear any of it. So we are diving deep into current situations and a little bit of my future goals and plans as well, um, because I I need to look at the positive. I need to look ahead. I need to game plan in order to help me get through what's going on right now. Um, because without that futuristic like excitement and plans and and you know goals, I would just be so stuck in the why me this sucks. I feel like crap, and I just I can't I can't let myself do that. So I have to think bigger. I have to think better. I have to think future goals and and figure out you know what that takes now in order to get there. And a lot of that helps me kind of continue um, moving forward. Also, did want to touch a bit on just you know my current workout splits, uh, specific targets and non-negotiables I have for myself in my own journey. Uh, whether that be you know now in this certain time with health issues and things arising that we're going to get to, um, or just in general my healthy habits that I try my very best to stick to 100% of the time. And reason being, I usually get a lot of questions as to just what I'm up to and what I'm doing, and I showcase you know my workout or my this or I'm having this for lunch. But I think it's cool to just kind of give again a little bit more insight into the why behind a lot of these things so that if you are, you know, interested or looking to add in another, I don't know, another workout to your split, another kind of meal, another, you know, whatever it's going to be that you think will be beneficial for you, you can also understand the why behind it. So you're not just blindly following a plan that so-and-so posted on Instagram because trust me, been there, done that, it does not work. So going through a little bit of that and no, and this goes without saying, I would hope, but this is not a to-do list um, for advice or a to-do list for if you're not feeling your best, you're going through any of the things that I'm going through. Uh, the blessing and curse with health and fitness is that it is all so individual. And it's a blessing because you get to take control of your journey and your body and what you want and what works for you. Uh, but the curse side of things is we get so caught up in trying to figure out and replicate what others are doing. You know, so-and-so, it looks like this, I'll do what she does. So-and-so feels this way, I'm going to follow his plan or, you know, just things like that where it doesn't work. And again, been there, done that. It's very easy to fall into the, I'll just follow her plan because she looks like that and I want abs, so I'll do this. And it just, it doesn't work. So this is not a, you know, to-do list for things to add into your life or your fitness regimen, but could be very helpful just on many different levels. So let's dive on in. I hate to say it, but we're starting with a little negativity for today. And I don't mean negativity as in a complain, complain, complain. Why me? I feel like crap. I hate this, blah, 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 blah. I just mean things aren't great right now. And it's very easy to, you know, compare apples to apples and be like, I usually feel awesome. Now I feel like shit. So it's easy to fall into that negative uh, side of things. But before we kind of go into the current right now, I wanted to backpedal a little bit and just go through kind of where I've been at for my phases of health and fitness. So in the summer, I'm talking like June, July, you know, the heat of the summer kind of deal. Um, I was going through a little bit of a cutting phase where I brought calories down slightly um, and I focused on increasing my activity level. So I've touched on this a bit in a lot of my nutrition episodes, but I don't typically, you know, 
cut crazy amounts or bulk crazy amounts. Like there really isn't a drastic difference um, between me in July versus me in February in regards to kind of my current habits. Um, it's just, I, I live a sustainable lifestyle and there's no need for me to kind of go too extreme. So with that being said, kind of through the summer, like I said, bringing calories down a little bit, um, being more active, basically meaning adding in a tiny bit extra cardio um, to some of my training days at the gym or just more so increasing, you know, my steps uh, day to day, going out for a couple extra walks during the day if need be, just being more active, basically looking at my day saying, how can I move my body more? So yes, some days that is extra cardio uh, at the gym and other days it's like a really long walk because it's so freaking nice out and I'm totally fine with that. So that was kind of my cut in a nutshell. And I'm not giving you guys specific targets and calories because we all know there's no point in following it. Um, but for that time, I mean, I have pretty much been maintaining my physique um, all summer. And I think that that's kind of a good place for most people to be. You want to cut and do the things and get the progress kind of before the summer starts, right? So you have that goal, you've reached it, you feel good, you feel confident, and then you want to just kind of maintain it for the warmer months. And if you live somewhere like, I don't know, Florida or California, somewhere where you're like, ah, oh, it's beach season all year round, then obviously you're like, this is a different situation. But for most of us cutting through the summer, building through the winter, that's kind of just the way that most people cycle through it. So for my June, July, August, kind of the three-ish month range, um, scale has pretty much been the same. Like I said, maintaining my physique. Uh, some days I may feel a little bit leaner than others. Other days I might feel a little bit fluffier, a little bit more bloated. We what have you, but uh, I do weigh myself pretty frequently just for data and kind of adjusting macros, adjusting targets. And really the scale has ranged within one to two pounds for all of like June through August. Again, I am very well versed in this. I know how to maintain my physique. This was not so much a challenge for me. It was really nothing drastic. So kind of just maintaining for the summer months. So normally being that it is the end of September, we're heading into the winter, kind of doing that phase. Normally, I would begin bringing my calories back up just a little bit to start feeling more energized, a little bit more fueled um, in my day-to-day, -day, in my workouts, and then also start gearing my body towards kind of that muscle building phase um, and increasing my maintenance calories. And this is important to note too, because I always get this question of like, how do you figure out your maintenance? How do I do this? Where's my maintenance? How many calories should I start? You can manipulate all of these targets, all of these targets. So hear me out, right? Like I just said, my weight has been pretty much maintaining for the last couple of months. My calories have been just about the same for the last couple of months. Now that I want to increase those up, like my body has adapted so that the current targets that I'm hitting are my new maintenance. So just for even numbers, let's say I'm eating 3,000 calories right now. And I'm going to say 3,000 because that's pretty extreme. And hopefully nobody's like, oh, okay, she eats 3,000. I should eat like 3,000 is a lot of calories, <laughs> bottom line. So say, for example, I was eating 3,000 calories June, July, August scales just about maintaining, no real changes to my physique. Guess what? That now becomes my maintenance number, my maintenance calories. What I want to do in the next phase and normally would be doing in the next phase post summer is working to increase my maintenance calories. Meaning if I slowly start increasing from 3000 to 3050 to 3150 to 3200 slow and steady through a reverse dieting phase, there's a small chance that my body's going to change it all. I will probably be maintaining that weight for a good deal of time. 
AKA I'm manipulating my maintenance calories. I'm now weighing, you know, the same amount, eating 200 more calories a day, 300 more calories. That is, that is essentially in a nutshell, what a reverse diet does. Eventually you will hit a point where the scale does start climbing up and then you are kind of more so in a surplus range. Again, this is very individual, but this is kind of a general look at my post summer, what it typically looks like. So I love food. I always talk about it on here. I want to eat as much as possible. I could, in theory, if I'm happy with the way that I look, the way that I feel, I could keep my calories exactly as is and just coast through fall, through winter, through next summer. Like I could do exactly that. But for me, because I have goals to build more muscle, to lean back down to like, I have, I have more that I want to accomplish. I personally am not comfortable keeping my calories where they're at. I want to eat more. So I need to strategically manipulate it so that I can be eating more, um, which is great. That's a great thing. I love it. I love more food. I want to eat more. I want my body to be well-fed, well-fueled. Workouts will get easier. Strength will start increasing. My mood typically increases. I mean, all good things to come from this, which is why I'm not comfortable kind of just staying at a maintenance level. So that's why I do what I do. Again, this is not for everyone. You don't have to do it, but naturally I am just a very hungry person. Um, and it's usually because I'm a very active person. And again, it's not that my activity levels are going to drastically decrease through the fall. Like I'm still going to be crushing my workouts. Still going to be probably going on walks and you name it, but I want to be able to eat more. And the reason that I can, if you guys knew how much I ate on a daily basis, you'd probably be very surprised. I eat a good amount of food. <laughs> I eat a, a lot more food. You guys see me, I'm like lean. I have abs and this and that. Like I'm not starving myself. I'm not super hungry every single day. I'm not, you know, restricting, restricting, restricting in order to maintain that physique. I'm actually eating, you know, every two hours I'm starving and I need more food and I want to eat more food. And the reason for that is because a majority of my body weight is muscle a majority of my body is muscle and muscle requires a lot of calories coming in, in order to maintain itself. Basically muscles are like, if you were to, I don't know, run the engine on your car all day long, you're going to probably blow through quite a bit of gas, right? And you need to replenish the gas, replenish. It's going to have to be kind of that well-oiled machine of gas coming in and then fuel going out, gas coming in, do, 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 do. That's what your body does when you have a lot of muscle on you. So me having a good amount of muscle on my smaller frame, it needs that energy constantly coming in, in order for that muscle to not just deplete. So it's just, it's naturally burning all day long, which is why I need to be refueling all day long. So that is, I mean, just in a nutshell, a little bit about that process as well, but more than likely, like I said, my activity levels will still be fairly high. Again, I'm just an active person, which is why calories do need to start coming up. Um, I would say that the one thing that will probably change in regards to my workout split is just the amount of like extra cardio that I do um, based on kind of right now where I want to be. Cardio will probably kind of like thinking through this as I'm talking to you guys. Cardio will probably start to drop down to about maybe one to two like lists sessions for the week and then maybe one hit workout. I personally, I love a sweaty hit workout. Like I love a full body, get me on like a Tabata interval or like a 45 on 15 off and every minute on the minute. Like I think I was born to be like a CrossFit athlete. Like I would much prefer to work out like that than just like supersets on arm day. Like that bores the shit out of me. So I like including cardio and honestly, you guys all should um, just in a general sense for cardiovascular health. You never want to just stop 
moving and just lift. I mean, obviously it depends a ton on your goals, but it is important that you are focusing on your overall health and not just what you look like physically. So cardio for me will still be a part of my, you know, quote unquote bulking phase. It'll just decrease a little bit. Um, and when I say list sessions, I mean, low intensity, steady state, which basically is going to be either an incline walk or, um, some time spent on the Stairmaster, just getting my heart rate up, getting a little sweaty. Um, just moving my body in that regard. So, uh, and I very loosely kind of plan these things out. And that's another thing to notice as well is like, I, I mean, I go into the gym with workout. I have kind of a general idea of like my next phases, my plan, what my goals are. I mean, honestly, if I'm going to call myself out a little bit, I could probably do a better job of actually mapping this out. It would only help, uh, but I, this is what I do for a living for all my clients. And honestly, it comes down to doing it for myself. And I'm like, nah, I'm bored. I'm tired. I don't want to do it. I'll just kind of wing it for some stuff. So I, I loosely plan out all of these phases. But another reason for that kind of loose structure um, is because it really does come down to how I feel and how my body is responding. So if I have this whole plan on this date, calories are coming up to this, I'm going to drop calories, da, 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 dates and specifics and numbers. I don't know. What if my body's not responding? What if I'm exhausted? What if it's not working? What if like, there's so many things that go into successful, like successfully completing each of these phases that I need to be well aware of the fact that I have to listen to my body first before I'm like, Oh, well on October 15th, I said I was going to start reverse dieting. So here we are October 15th. Like if the stars are lining and everything is good, yeah, let's go for it. But if something's happening in my life, which is hello, the phase that I'm in right now, we're about to get into it you got to slow down. You got to stop. You got to figure out what your body needs, not just the phase that is supposed to happen next. Okay. So that's why all of this stuff for me right now is in theory, right? Ideally I would, usually I would. Um, and usually I would go into more of like a muscle building phase and, and kind of do that for the next, I don't know, eight, six to eight months, so to speak. Like, but right now we are not there. We are going through what I like to call, I don't know, a shit storm, a shit show, a, I don't know, chaos. It's, it's been, it's been a disaster. So right now, uh, for anyone who doesn't know, hasn't been kind of following along a little bit, I'm dealing with some pretty, I would say mysterious, pretty mysterious and awfully painful, annoying, frustrating, um, gut health and stomach issues that are pretty much wreaking havoc on me both mentally and physically. There is like, oh my God. I, I mean, I've been through injuries. I've been through pain. I've been through just like being a gymnast for my whole life. Like I'm no stranger to something hurting and you got to push through. Like that's, that's how I live is, you know, everything hurts. That That's fine. You just push through this shit. I've had, let's just say I've had about enough. So fitness for me right now is, is not fun. It's, it's not easy. I'm not having a good time. Most of the time I don't want to be training. I don't want to be in the gym. I'd rather be sleeping. I just, every piece of like continuing to follow the plan for me right now is a fucking struggle. It's a struggle. And again, it's because of a lot that I'm going through. So physically speaking, let's kind of run, run through the grocery list here. Um, physically speaking, like I said, a lot of it is digestive and gut health related. Um, my stomach is, is pretty much in shambles most hours of the day. It's either this dull aching pain, like deep in my stomach, or it's this like incredibly sharp shooting, clench my fist, you know, kind of pain that lasts for however long until it kind of fades. Like there is never, uh, I feel pretty good. It's either a burning or a pain or a stabbing. And it's just, 
I, I would say 90% of the day that I'm awake for, it's, it feels like that. Um, and usually I'm distracted. I'm working. I'm at the gym. I'm doing stuff. Like I try to keep myself busy because usually when I'm not busy, I start to like pay attention to it more, which again, I know is not good, but I'm doing what I'm doing the best I can right now, guys. So get off my back. All right. So with that, I, I'm usually, um, it's other than the pain. It, I'm really, really, really bloated for about 75% of the day. It's pretty much from the first time that I eat, um, onward for the remainder of the day. And I'm not talking bloated. Like your stomach's a little distended after you eat a big breakfast. Like it should be guess where that food went? It's in your stomach. Your stomach's working to digest it. You know, you move about the rest of your day. I'm talking like so bloated to the point of like, it's uncomfortable. My like clothes aren't fitting the way that they should. A lot of times I won't wear things that I typically do because it's so noticeable. And I don't know if anybody else's family, friends are like this. My family's a big, like, you're fine. You're good. And that's where I get it from as well. It's like, you're fine. You're good. Like, oh, your left foot's falling off now. You're fine. You're good. Like just, you just move forward. And again, like I said, I've been dealing with this for quite some time and not that my family didn't believe me or it's just like, it was kind of like, really? Like your stomach hurts again? Like, no, are you sure? And I'm like, yeah, no, it definitely hurts. Or I'm like, hey, you know, mom, I'm really freaking bloated right now. And I'm like showing her my stomach. And she's like, no, no, like, it's not that bad. Like, oh, De Deanna, you're pushing it out. Come on. Like, and not in a negative way at all. I'm not ripping on my mom even a little bit, but we are the very big, everything's fine kind of people. So when I'm like sitting on the beach for family vacation and I'm like, yo, like, talking to my sister. I'm like, is my, like my stomach's so bloated right now. She's like, oh, you're fine. Like I just, <laughs> and I just for the longest time was ignoring. Cause I'm like, yeah, you're right. I'm fine. I don't want anything to be wrong. I don't care to figure it out. I'm just, I don't want to be bloated because it's hurting and it's uncomfortable. And that has now escalated to the point of like, I would send them a picture sometimes. I'm like, so am I six months or seven months pregnant? And it finally hit a point, and I'm joking about this now, but I'm so fucking frustrated with this whole thing that I'm trying to just make light of it. Um, if I really dig deep on why I'm even talking about all these things, I'm just trying to make myself feel a little better. Okay. So you guys are here to listen. Um, with that too, I mean, I, I, it hit a point of my family being like, okay, yeah, some, what's going on? Like you're hunched over most hours of the day. Like why does your stomach look that big? Like it just, it's not normal for me because again, like I said, I'm fairly lean. I have, you know, usually visible abs. I, I work super fucking hard for my physique. Um, and for it to just be like, not looking so hot, not looking so cute. Like, I don't feel like I should work as hard as I do for my body, my goals, my physique, and then feel uncomfortable to like have my stomach exposed or like put a bathing suit on. Um, and most of you guys, I don't know, some of you out there might be rolling your eyes. Like who cares? It's your body. Like live it up. Like for me, like I get that I'm self-conscious about it. I'm really self-conscious because again, like I said, I work so hard. I don't want to feel like I need to suck my stomach in, um, all hours of the day. I don't want to feel like I can't wear the clothes that I normally wear or that I can't be in the gym, you know, in a sports bra and leggings. Like I want a baggy t-shirt on like to me, like that's, that's fucking annoying. And again, it's such a small, tiny, teeny problem in this world that people experience. But for me, it's, it's, it's wreaking havoc on everything. And I, that's why it's so freaking frustrating. So I'm sorry if anyone out there is like, are, are we kidding? This girl's complaining about being bloated. It's so much more than that. So it's also I, energy levels are way, way down. My appetite is so weird. Like my appetite is sometimes I'm starving. And then by the time I eat a bite, I'm like, I feel sick. I can't even finish this. Um, other times I'm not even hungry at all, which is not like me at all. And I've tried my best to kind of keep and maintain my normal food habits. Um, because regardless of how my body and appetite is, like, I, I do know that my body needs 
the food it needs the fuel and all the work i'm putting in like it does have to be fed um, but it's hard to do when you don't feel great um and also my recovery from my workouts has been pretty fucking shitty just like really sore um yes i work my ass off but i should not be as sore as i am all of the time super fatigued i can't even get out of bed i'm so like it I, I can go on and on. And again, I'm not here to complain. I just want to kind of showcase a little bit of what is happening. So obviously that takes a huge toll um, on anyone mentally outside of just the physical things, because physically, like I could deal with some pain. If my stomach hurts, like it's fine. It is what it is. That's, that's the way I roll. But like to mentally be so frustrated, so annoyed, in pain, you know, nervous about what's going on, anxious about what to do, unknowns, it just self-confidence is freaking you know, as low as it's ever been. Like I just, it's not been fun. So my, my current health and fitness, if I were to call this a phase, um, it's all about answers and healing. It's not about building muscle. It's not about being super lean. It's about healing my body. So I finally, and I say finally, because I told you guys, this has been going on for quite some time. Um, I finally decided to seek help in this because I know quite a bit about you know, stress levels, the effect on your body, your gut health, what do to do, what not to do for nutrition. And I mean, I know all of these things, but to know them and implement them for yourself, I think are two different things. And then also to go a step deeper. I don't know everything. I definitely don't know everything. And this is so far out of my scope of practice and what I can really identify and, and help myself with. Um, so I decided to start working with a, she's a registered dietitian who specializes in gut health and healing. Um, and she was recommended to me. She's been great so far. And she initially ordered a GI map and SIBO testing. So a GI map, uh, really cute. They test your stool um, for a host of different bacteria and parasites and overgrowths and just things being out of whack. Um, and what's really important to note with that too is your your entire like immune system, your entire basically your mood, like everything is stemmed in your gut. So to test those things, you get yes a look at what's going on internally, but it affects everything. So she ordered a GI map. And then she also ordered uh, SIBO testing, S-I-B-O, which is small intestinal bacterial overgrowth, which basically takes a look at obviously your small intestine and if there are certain key factors that are overgrown. Um, and basically what they do is, this is again, a very general look into things they could potentially be causing that excess bloating, that gas buildup in my stomach, and they're reacting to some of the food that I'm eating. And it's an overgrowth of things that it's not supposed to be there. And it's basically your body showing you like, hey, something is wrong. Um, so what I did was went through the SIBO testing. I had to follow a specific diet for 24 hours prior to, which consisted of nothing but uh, baked chicken breast, with only salt and pepper on it, uh, white bread, eggs, and white rice. That is it. So I had quite a few bowls of chicken and rice, and then I had eggs and dry ass toast. Um, and then I made like an egg sandwich. So I, I did the whole, I did the whole shebang 24 hours prior to it actually wasn't that bad. I mean, it's one day you can do anything for one day. And then the actual testing requires you to breathe into these certain tubes every like 20 to 30 minutes. Uh, it's testing for different levels uh, in your breath. So I did the whole thing. It was not the most enjoyable. I did it from home. I had like a kit sent to me. I did the whole thing. And I just got wind that the test that I did, the way that I did it, the samples that I took were contaminated. AKA, I don't know, I'm an idiot and I fucked it up. And now I need to 
redo the entire process. So we are getting rocking and rolling with redoing the SIBO testing. I do think that it could possibly be that. Um, so I will get, keep you guys updated in regards to if that is actually it. It is not super common. I think now anyone listening is just like, oh my gosh, I'm bloated. I might have SIBO. It is not super common. And it is usually caused by something over time. It just, so don't automatically associate extended stomach and bloating and maybe some pain from time to time. Like it doesn't mean you have SIBO. I might, I mean, I might not even have it. So we will find out soon enough after I redo the whole testing and hopefully do it right this time. Some answers there. So next up was the GI map testing. And I actually did get my results back from that. I have yet to talk to uh, the woman that I'm working with to actually go through and interpret all the results. Again, like I said, I can look at it and, and you know, I, I'm familiar with a few things, but I, this is, again, so far not what I'm typically used to dealing with. And uh, you have to be kind of registered. You have to have education behind these things. So um, yeah, Lord, oh, Lord. So we got the results back and this shit lit up like a Christmas tree of the amount of things wrong in my gut, my stomach, my organs, digestion, all of it. Like, I mean, I was expecting, I honestly, and this sounds bad to say, but I was hoping that there was something because the worst piece for all of this and what I've been talking to a lot of you guys just through here, through Instagram, anyone reaching out is you've gone through everything that I'm going through. You feel the same way I do, which is horrible. And you've never been able to find an answer. And that to me, one, breaks my heart and two, scares the living shit out of me because the thought of having to just figure it out or like, I don't know, it's, it's irritable bowel syndrome and you just kind of like feel like crap most of your life. Like I'm terrified of that. So not that again, I was hoping for anything to be wrong, but I was hoping low key that there was something that popped up in the GI map testing that could be like, okay, this is why you feel like this and this is what we do about it. So I don't know to what God answered my prayers, the God of gut health issues, but holy fuck, I have about 25 things, bacteria, parasites, overgrowths. I don't even, Mike, I don't even know how to, I don't know. I can't even pronounce half of these things, but there's a few markers that are really, really high. Um, one of them is called C. diff. Um, it's, it's a much longer name than that, but that's the abbreviation. A few of the toxins for those are like, astronomically high out of this world past where that they should be. There's a few other ones um, for just certain bacteria. There's a few uh, fungi slash yeast overgrowths. Candida is one of them. There's some, I, I truly cannot even pronounce these things. There's three lit up in this other category. It's just, it is a nightmare. Like, let's just say I got what I asked for, right? We've got some sort of idea of what's happening. But again, I'm like, okay, I wasn't crazy. I wasn't just stressed um, because stress has a lot to do with how your body functions, but stress itself can't cause these things. So I'm just, I'm hoping that we can start to come up with some sort of plan and protocol to possibly figure out what the fuck happened or where this started. Um, and the only thing that I can think of that potentially like ruined my stomach, my gut, just my microbiome in that, in that regard is maybe just all of like the antibiotic use and the steroid packs and the things like that when I was an athlete in college. Um, because being a division one athlete, your primary role is to play your sport. So when you're sick or you're hurt or you're inflamed and you've got injuries, like the unfortunate truth and kind of answer to a lot of these things in order to get you to play and play your sport is some sort of medication. Um, and being an athlete at, at school, I was never, I never really questioned it. I mean, I did a little bit where I was like, I don't know if I should be taking 
another antibiotic. I don't know if I should be doing like, I'm just, I'm not naturally not a med- medicine person. I would rather do nothing. Um, and I think, I don't know, I this is just my, my me spitballing to you guys. I think maybe it could have had some use to it. Um, we used to take these things called, they're called Z-Packs. Um, I've taken quite a few of them. Basically it's like a, a high dosage steroid to like wipe out any sort of inflammation, really anything that's going on in your body. And I went through a period of time with a really bad shoulder injury that we could not figure out x-rays, MRIs, doctors, no one could really figure it out. And they initially thought it was just like really built up inflammation kind of deal. So like, let's get some steroids in, let's get some anti-inflammatories in, let's medicate, medicate, medicate. And I don't know, I have no idea if that was part of it, but I do know how important, and I mean, now I know how important it is to just rebuild up the good bacteria in your body and in your gut post antibiotic use and things like that. And that was never something that I did. So I have no idea if this has just been like festering and growing and building for the last two, three years, possibly, but I will definitely keep you guys updated on exactly what the like specific diagnostic, I don't know. I don't even know what we're calling it at this point, other than like this chart looks bright red and it should not look fucking bright red. So I will definitely keep you guys updated on just any sort of protocol in regards to healing any of these things. A lot of it will probably be nutrition. I'm sure some sort of supplementation as well, just to figure this shit out. Um, but again, I'm, I'm actually happy to see that maybe we can have a game plan moving forward. So truly my only goal right now in regards to health and fitness is to just feel good and fix whatever the fuck is going on. I don't care about my squat. I don't care about hitting a PR. I don't care about the amount of workouts I do or do not complete. I don't, I, I don't give a shit. I really don't. This, that is such a small little trivial factor of health and fitness. But health and fitness is supposed to just make you the healthiest, happiest, most confident, radiant version of you. Um, whether that's, you know, the post leg day glow that I typically have after a workout, or it's just simply the fact that I took the day off because my body feels like shit and I'm taking these vitamins in order to make it feel better. Like both of those things are in line with me feeling like my best self, but it comes in waves and phases. And this phase is all about slowing the fuck down, figuring out what's going wrong, and then also making a lifestyle change moving forward so that this shit doesn't just keep happening. Um, Because whatever we do come up with in order to fix these things, I guarantee it's not just a one-time fix. You have to keep at it. Just like anything, just like any habit that you form or, or routine that you build, you have to keep at it in order for it to continually work. So we shall see. Um, but fingers crossed, this all gets kind of resolved. I mean, the quicker, the better. I know it's not going to be a quick fix. I know SIBO specifically is at least like a 10 to 12 week kind of really restrictive um, diet and lifestyle to kill off all the bacteria. So again, I don't know if that's it or what's going on, but uh, I would love to see things get significantly better by at least like the end of 2022 like at least December, like head into the new year feeling good would be awesome. Um, I, I will do literally whatever it takes at this point. So that's that's my tentative game plan. Um, but once this is all figured out, when this is good, not if, but when, because I will figure it out. My expectation um, is that I feel like a zillion bucks. I feel fucking good. Confidence is back up. I feel energized. I feel back to me um, is what my hope is. And again, I will do anything I need to in order to get there. Um, but if that is the case, and I do return to the normal me, my plan right now would be to do a bikini show in 2023. This would be my first show. I've thought about it so much over the last year and a half. Um, and I just got intimidated by it or things popped up. I just, it never felt like the right time. And now I feel like if I'm able to figure this shit out, heal everything, feel good. And my body's in a good spot. I feel like it's 
it's almost like a reward. And I know that going through a prep for a bikini show, I'm sure is anything but a reward. It's hard freaking work, but I, that, that to me will be like the, let's fucking do it. Let's show off all the hard work you're putting in. Like it's, it's go time. So tentatively that would be the plan. It would be my first one, be my first show. I've, I've had people in my life kind of prep and go through it. And I know it's not fucking easy, but I do really think that that could be a huge goal and something I'd be really proud of myself for, um, after, after it's completed. So that would be the goal. But again, that would probably require uh, a pretty significant building phase, building muscle um, through more than likely through the winter months, because I would build and then cut and do a show probably in like spring, summer of next year. But if that's the case, I need to kind of start building now. Hence, gut health issues gotta go. So gut health first, bikini prep second. And Honestly, if I'm told by, you know, professionals or coaches, people who I'm going to work with that, like after going through gut health issues and healing this, that like a prep is not a good idea and it's not recommended, I'm not going to do it. My goal is my health, not to step on stage. Would it be awesome? Yes. If there's a possibility to do it and I can, I can figure that out, then I'm going to figure it out. But tentative plan always, and we will kind of go from there. And I did also promise you guys a little bit of a breakdown, a work through of my current workout split, non-negotiables, things that I include in my routine. And again, have tried my very best to continue all of these things, even through all of the health issues and stuff and not feeling my best. I think that there's something to be said about continuing your routines and maintaining that expectation and that standard. So for me, my current workout split uh, typically looks like two to three upper body lifts per week and two leg days Per week. The leg days are broken down into one of them being more glute hamstring focused and then the other one being more hamstring quad focused. Um, and I always get this question where people are like, why don't you hit glutes twice a week? Because hamstrings, my friends, are the, sh- are the walls that hold the shelf up, right? Your glutes are your shelf. But if you don't have solid ass walls, you don't have a solid foundation, that shelf is going to be tipping right down. You're going to have a saggy butt. So we need some nice hamstring definition. That's why I hit hamstrings twice. Um, and then my upper body days are kind of more so broken down into push and pull, meaning push shoulders, chest, and triceps. Pull is back and buys. Um, I will tend to throw in a little bit more back than anything else just for postural reasons and making sure I'm standing up straight. If I do too much push, I'm naturally very hunched forward as is, and I don't want that to be accentuated by doing so. Um, And I say two to three upper body lifts, again, depending on how I'm feeling. If I crush two upper body days, usually I'm very sore and that fatigue has been lasting. So I like to maybe instead do more of like a kind of full body workout and like have some fun. Honestly, I I honestly, I try to do this a lot more lately just to get me excited for the gym where I'll just throw some shit together. I'll start throwing the barbell around. I'll start doing some cleaning jerks. I'll start doing things that I have no business doing and no idea how to do. Uh, I was doing muscle ups the other day, which was a huge throwback to gymnastics days. And I felt so good. Like, I don't know. It was just fun to move my body. And that's, that is the focus of that one kind of open space. It's like a bingo square where like you can fill it with whatever. So that's kind of the way I like to focus on uh, that one workout. And then I always do one active rest day where I will usually either A, do like an inclined treadmill walk um, or B, walk outside for like an hour or so, just kind of being in the nice weather, getting some steps in, very casual, but making sure I'm active for that day. And then one total rest day, which is more than likely my Sundays, um, but again, has been switching around quite a bit because I've been so sore. I've needed to take like weird rest days in the middle of the week or on a Saturday and then Sunday becomes leg day. It's just it is a work in progress to get that back and reestablish, but that's kind of my typical split. Um, and then as far as ab workouts go, because I always have somebody who asks, uh, my ab training specifically ab core exercises has been like maybe one time a week, 
maybe. And I'm talking like 10 minutes, uh, like one day. Um, so that is a goal to start getting that back into my rotation. Uh, but in all honesty, you don't really need it. I used to think that the only way to have abs was to do like 6 billion crunches. And my abs got so strong that I could handle like 35 minutes of straight core and not even be sore. Like I was fine. Um, and I just don't need that in my life. Nobody really does. If you're bracing your core and you're lifting heavy enough, you really don't need to focus specifically on crunches. Um, and in order for your abs to be visible anyway, you have to have a low enough body fat percentage, which comes from your nutrition, not crunches. Crunches don't burn fat. Your nutrition does. So I'm probably bring it up to like maybe two times a week, um, but nothing crazy. I don't really need it. And I don't know, maybe at some point, but not really important for me right now. And then outside factors for myself that I try to live and abide by every single day, 12K steps every single day, 12K is a minimum, um, one gallon of water and eight hours of sleep. Again, super basic, but if I don't get my sleep at night, I'm a cranky bitch. I have no energy, my soreness, my recovery is shot. And it's also been really, really bad on my stomach if I don't get bad. I mean, if I don't get good sleep at night, I, I feel like I don't get like a reset and then I just come into the next day already feeling like shit. So the better I can sleep, the more I can sleep, um, the better I've been feeling. So unfortunately, it's it's really nothing exciting, nothing too exciting going on over here. Um, it's been a lot of slow. It's been a lot of feel like shit. It's been a lot of honestly tears from time to time from either pain or frustration. And I just I wanted to be really transparent with all of you guys because it is so not all like glitz and glamour and loving this journey. And I'm so excited for the gym. Like I still try to be that positive light through like my social media and just because I mean, I do that is genuinely me. I just on the inside, I'm like, fuck, <laughs> I want to go back to bed. I feel like crap. I can't wear a big enough t shirt right now. Like I just, uh, it has been it's been really hard. To be totally honest, it has been really, really hard. And I want to showcase that because I mean, whether you're going through stomach issues or an injury or just a period of low motivation, like, yeah, we are all there. We are all freaking there. The people who follow through are the ones who are disciplined enough to do it, but that does not mean that they are feeling good all of the time or they're excited all of the time or they want to be working out like they don't, myself included, and especially during this phase. It's been really, really hard. And I would argue that there's probably been more days of me not wanting to get to the gym or not wanting to work out than there has been of me actually being excited to be there, which is typically where I am. So even just that and isolating that is it's upsetting for me to talk through because I'm like, yeah, this shit is killing me. It's killing me. And I mean, if you're, you're going through it too, I mean, you are definitely not alone. Um, again, hopefully if anyone is kind of from a stomach health and a gut health issue perspective, hopefully you are getting some answers and potentially finding some relief. Um, I know right now for me, it's been absolutely shit for answers and absolutely shit for relief. So moving forward, hoping to kind of increase that a bit, but you're not alone. Um, if you are going through it, keep going, keep pushing, keep trying to figure it out. I think the worst thing any of us can do is just kind of sit back and be like, this is the way it'll always be. Like, no, no, you're supposed to feel good. You're supposed to be excited. You're supposed to, you know, enjoy moving your body. And, and if there's things that are causing you to not, they're worth looking into because you want to feel like your best self every single day. And, and that's what helps me out a ton because it's not going to happen by accident. I, I, I keep showing up because the version of me that I want to be is winning a bikini show next year. 100% up there, number one, medal around my neck. And that's just not going to happen by accident. It is not going to happen because I just let my stomach heal itself and I, I don't know, I'll figure it out. Like, no, no, no. It has to happen. It has to be 
proactive. And that is 100% the version of me that I envision as I'm falling asleep at night. I'm wondering what the fuck am I doing this for? Oh yeah. Cause me in, in 2023 or 2024, she's up there with a gold medal. She's up there freaking proud as hell. Like, and I have to do shit now in order to be that version of me then. So that is an inside look, an inside scoop into my uh, shit show of, of a health and fitness journey right now, a shit show of a digestive track. And we are working through it. Okay, we are working through it. We're going to keep showing up. And I guarantee for me, you, anyone out there, it will get better. Okay, we are not alone. And if anyone is having trouble or struggling with any of these things and you want to reach out, I am all ears. Um, not that I, I think it's beneficial to just kind of whine and moan and complain and misery loves company, but it is really nice to know that other people are going through it and like, hey, maybe we can all be proactive and taking a next step forward together. So that's all I got for you guys. Thank you so much for tuning in and I will talk with you next week.